Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel Show. This is part two of a interview with travel writer Debbie Stone, who we call the Fire Monkey, talking about the Azores Islands. Uh, we just talked about uh, Terracera. <laughs> did I say that right? right Debbie, yes, did you I do did. that? Terracera, I'm trying to get there. Like I said in the first episode, that hey, you got to go to the places to get the you know the correct pronunciation. Um, but today she's going to be talking about Sao Miguel Island. Did I get that part right? Yes. But I still need to go. After reading your articles and talking to you on part one, I know I need to go to the Azores. And uh, everyone, her articles are up on blendradioandtv.com. Just type in Azores, A-Z-O-R-E-S, and you'll be able to find them there. But everything is linked in the show notes. So Sao Miguel is known as the Green Island. So is this like the Ireland of Portugal? It looks like it from the photos. It is like an Ireland, Iceland, Hawaii meld is what I think it is. Ooh. And, uh, you know, a lot of lush landscapes, a lot of green hills, you know, uh, and it is the large, you know, this is the, the, the island in which uh, the international flights would come. Uh, so it is the economic hub for all of the Azor Islands. And Ponta Delgada is the main city uh, on Sao Miguel. And so... Uh, this is, you know, the, the major place where the, the planes would land. For example, if you were going from Boston uh, to uh, the Azores, you would go to uh, Ponta Delgado on Sao Miguel. So um, once again, we used uh, a company, um, Archipelago Choice, um, and they arranged uh, our accommodations. They arranged our tours. Uh, and our transfers and provided us with some great information, uh, as before, on Tercera. And uh, so uh, we stayed at a very nice boutique-type hotel, uh, historical hotel as well. Um, it's called the Hotel do Colegio, and it is uh, back in the 19th century and was a school, and then it became a hotel. And so it has a lot of historical charm. Uh, great uh, breakfast, great rooms, uh, an outdoor pool, uh, and what's really nice about it is it's right, right there in the city mm. center area where you can walk to everything. I love that part. I love to be able to just walk outside, especially just you know from your hotel. And where where were you staying? Tell us everybody about that because I think that's and you were again um, like you were when you're doing. Tercera, you were with uh, the AzoresChoice.com, just had to put it there as a website plug for them. Um, you were with them, right, during this whole trip. They, they arranged guides for us. So each day we had different guides and, and explored different parts of the island. Uh, for example, we did a, a Ponta de Gata food tour. So it was kind of uh, a walking uh, tour of the town of... Um, Ponta Delgado, and we stopped and we looked at uh, a lot of different historic places and went inside mm -hmm. some of the churches, the cathedrals, the um, 
there is a Jesuit college campus. There's a convent to go into the city gates. Uh, so our guide was very good about uh, talking about all the history, and as well as uh, then we had a wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, um, meal that was uh, a lot of the specialties of the island. So mm-hmm. it was a really nice combination of walking history and food, which, which I, I mean, how can you not like that? <laughs> I know. And you're downtown in the hotel, the Punta Delgada Hotel do, say that? Do it's, a, it's a Hotel do Colegio. Oh, she and said it. So that's, that's the hotel we stayed at. And it's right yeah. there, uh, blocks to everything, very that's close amazing. to everything. So, um, you'll, you know, that's, it's a city that you'll really enjoy. It's got a lot of uh, beautiful centuries-old architecture. I love the cobble streets. They're marked mm. by different stones. So the different pattern of stones we found out is to help. It, they made them to help the intoxicated sailors find their way home. <laughs> oh my gosh, so. this is my stone. Follow the stone, <laughs> not the North Star. Follow the stone. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's that's hysterical. I love that. But doing a food tour and these tours, um, we talked about it before, you know, in, in part one. So everyone, you've got to go to part one. Um, when you were talking about Tercera, um, you were talking about dairy and, you know, that was a huge deal. They have happy cows over there. Did that extend over to uh, where you were here in, uh, I'm going to get it, I got to say it right, uh, Sal Miguel. <laughs> yes. Sure. And, you know, there's... Um, there are specialties there at the local restaurant that we ate at. We had um, limpets. I didn't even know what limpets were. They're like it's it's a shelf. It's a seafood. Yeah. Shelf food. Yeah. Yes. Have you have you heard of limpets? Oh yeah, they're <laughs> on rocks and um, some, right. Like bar- they're like a barnacle, but like flatter and longer. Like it's right. almost like a. It's like a. And it's not an oyster, but it's almost like a no. suction cup on a rock. Yes. <laughs> And so we had the limpets and we had octopus and we had tuna. Tuna is very popular on the islands mm. and sweet potatoes are extremely popular. Um, and, uh, you know, the, so, so it was really oh, nice to try some sweet different potatoes. things. Yes. Yeah, that would potatoes. be the last thing I would think. Oh you know? no. The Azorian, the uh, Azorian sweet potatoes are very, very well known and they're very delicious. Um, so that's, you know, usually you, a lot of the meals are accompanied by, sweet potatoes at least the ones I had I'm in and so pineapples there too oh yes and basically pineapples don't grow in the ground they're like naturally they grow in greenhouses so we visited a pineapple um, plantation so to speak but they pineapples were and we saw the different stages of the pineapples and they were all in greenhouses so that's how they're grown there and uh, there, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a special. Uh, I mean, it's a special treat. A lot of times, you have pineapple for dessert, and once again, you have pineapple liqueur or pineapple uh, jam or you know uh, uh, jelly. And um, so, but it was very interesting to find out that the pineapples are actually grown in the greenhouses. Wow, this is amazing. I didn't know because even I was asking about. Well, I wonder if that's a connection to South Africa. So I wonder how the pineapples got there. Um, were they well they probably got them. there by by trade you know yeah by, yeah uh, by exploration and explorers going to various places and bringing it back you know mm. because i mean portugal was huge in trade i mean they really were 
Um, oh, and, but, and they were huge in exploration of, of, you know, all over the world, you know. So it makes sense that they would have brought something back like that, you know. Oh, man. Did you taste any? Oh, yes, of course. And I had, were they I good? I had liqueur. They're very sweet. Ooh. Yeah, they were delicious. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, they're, they're, they're available in, on many different uh, menus. And uh, so you can find. Do they put them in their pastries? Because I know you're eating a lot of paste. I'm not saying that. Listen, fire monkey is allowed to be a little piggy when she travels because she's a fire monkey and she hops, (laughs) skips, and jumps everywhere. She is a very active, active human being, which we all want to role model. (laughs) She's the role model. We want to be like her. um, So that I don't know how you do it, but you do. Are able to, like, you send all these food photos. I'm going. I've met Debbie. How the hell is she doing this? Um, just it's, called, saying, but- it's called little little taste, little taste, and lots of activity. But yes, they put the pineapples <laughs> in the pastries. So uh, one of them was we had that was very very delicious. Um, it was called I think quejadas, and it's milk and egg pastry. But this one had like essences of pineapple, orange, cinnamon, mm. and so uh, yeah, that you know they do put them in in various different things. So it's 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 a treat, and they are sweeter. They seem to be sweeter than the kinds of pineapples that that we did. Might you have. bring any pineapple? liqueurs and you know that kind of thing home are you able to like when you're flying home I mean I know you travel light but you go home yeah we we travel we travel light so I don't check anything so it's hard to bring liquids Mm. that are uh, above the amount but you know we definitely enjoyed as we were there you know yeah it's hard very yeah. special so yeah no definitely but you know the the one thing about uh sal miguel is is you can explore you know you can explore the town you know the city ponte de gato is very interesting and you know it's got the fort it's got a a, a sea coast area a nice waterfront area but then you know you you we spent the next several days exploring the rest of the island because there's so many uh natural natural uh, marvels there you know a lot once mm. you get a lot of volcanic features and in Ooh. fact this island is actually the most volcanic active of the nine islands so uh there's going to be plenty plenty of things to explore there and one of the famous areas is called the seven cities or the state they i think they call it the state cidades but it's the seven cities area and it's named for the seven peaks that are around this caldera and there are two lakes there, and they are one of the seven natural wonders of Portugal. There is the Blue Lake and the Green Lake, and they mm. are distinctly, I mean, very blue, very green. Um, and, you know, they, they have a scientific formation explanation, and then I like the legend explanation, which is that the tears of a green-eyed princess and a blue-eyed shepherd who shared a forbidden love came together, and this is what was created. So wow. I like that that version, but truly the scientific is that the deeper lake, the blue lake, is reflecting the sky, and the the shallower, the green lake is is reflecting the the green no. hues of. The, I don't want to hear that part. Of. I just want the I want the romantic <laughs> mythical legend. That's much more fun. I know I know the science of it. It's cool, but I'm just saying. But you also went to a fort that. Um, was getting attacked by pirates and privateers. That's pretty exciting. 
Yes, that well, is in the, the city in Pata Delgado, and now it is a military museum. But uh, it is the Fort of Sao Bras, and it's another highlight in town. But it is definitely one that was protecting the island from the pirates and the privateers. So religion seems to be very strong through yes. these islands and in Portugal as a whole, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, okay. very much so. So there are a lot of churches there. As I said, there are, you know, convents and monasteries and, you know, there's there's many, many religious uh, buildings um, that people can, you know, go in and view and, and get the, the history. I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of different treasures, jewels, there's statues, there's, you know, all different kinds of, of pieces that are religiously oriented, uh, chapels, lots of incredible tile work, lots of incredible mm. gold in the altars, you know, in the naves. Um, so, you know, you can get your fill of that. And, uh, you know, as I said, Ponte Delgado is full of that, and we, we enjoyed that. And then we set off to explore the rest of the island. So mm. some of the other natural uh, parts of the island, you know, you, you've got uh, these incredible viewpoints that you can do. We kayaked on the lakes. Um, so that was I know, she paddled. <laughs> yes, we paddled. We paddled. But the, I think one of the most popular and really, truly interesting places is the Furnace Valley. And, I'm um, so excited about this because that's why I thought is, Iceland comes into play here a little bit. Well, it's it's a volcanic, you know, so you're kind of like thinking that it's like a little mini Yellowstone because you go and you see this this incredible geothermal scene. So, you know, it's like the bubbling pots and the pools and the steam vents and, you know, all of that. And so you you are in this valley that is full of these uh, types of volcanic um, uh creations and then you see these uh pots that are they have been in the ground and what's very very interesting is that they're used as ovens and they're they're for this traditional dish that's called the cozido dust furnace which is the stew of furnace the area and Mm -hmm. so they will cook there for about eight hours they put the meat in there the sausage the vegetables the potatoes all makes the stew goes in the pot and goes underground and, you know, the volcanic, the geothermal heat is what is cooking it. And then you see the, the people from the restaurants in the area, they come to get their pots and their pots are all marked in different areas and they know which pots to take out. And then they take it to the restaurant where they're going to be serving it. That's amazing to me. I mean, that's, that's why you travel is for that kind of experience of, I mean, I was looking at the photos and I'm just like it to them. It's just a normal day of practice to all of us travelers. We're like, holy cow, look at that. That's amazing. Oh, absolutely. And people, you know, visitors are all standing there with their cameras watching, fascinating, you know, and you know that the recipe and the method of cooking are, you know, it's like generations of, of families right. that have, you know, been doing this. And it's, it's for us, it's so intriguing, you know. But, but when you live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, right? So, definitely a lot of catholic belief and um there's some of that in there do you did you connect with that part being that you live there and then go to portugal through all of your portuguese and everyone there's more portugal coming down the road on on these shows uh, lisbon etc um but did you kind of feel kinship 
Well, I think um, that, you know, there's a there's a deep-rooted history here uh, in Santa Fe where I live, like you mentioned. Um, you know, very, very deep-rooted, very old. And uh, I think that, you know, if you go to various places in around the world, you're going to find that same, tour, you know, the deep-rooted uh, religious history that's there, that's entwined with the culture, you mm-hmm. know. I love this. But you also got plant stuff. You know, I love the plants. I love gardens. And you went to a tea plantation. I mean, you've you've done pineapple plantations. Now you're doing tea um, and gardens. I mean, this is the other side of this where you've got, here's this volcanic side. That's this black rock that's, you know, abrasive, Right. right? But it looks like you could, it's also crumbly looking. But then here's these beautiful green lush plants. And so there's that Hawaii thing again, right? So um, yeah, there's this, you know, lush, lush area. The Terra Nostra Botanical Garden was to me unbelievable. It was uh, just incredible. Uh, the, the types of flowers and plants that they had in these grottos and these waterfalls and, you know, just a beautiful, beautiful place. And what was so interesting about it is the park also has a a natural hot springs and there's this ginormous thermal pool that is a really popular spot. You can soak in it. The mineral rich water looks kind of orangey, muddy brownish kind of color. And, um, you know, it's very, very popular. People come, locals come from, they go there to soak, and, and so do the visitors. Uh, but the park is just, it's a very lush and beautiful, beautiful place. And like you mentioned, we went to a tea plantation, the Goriana Tea Plantation, and it was the oldest tea factory in Europe that's still in operation. So wow. we we got to see how it was processed, and, you know, you can go through the whole thing from the picking to the packaging, and then you can sample some of it uh, as well. And it was fascinating. Uh, they do black and green uh, tea, and it's because of the volcanic soil that is, and the climate, the mild climate that is uh, ideal for the production of this uh, organic black and green tea. Oh, my gosh. But the oldest in Europe, that's huge. That's a that's yeah. a that's a big claim, you know what I mean? And real, you know, I don't mean claim, like they stake their claim and it's real, not like a, you know, it's, that's amazing. That's huge. Did you feel like, did you kind of pinch yourself going there? Like, you know. Absolutely. I've had many, many pinch me moments. I would be black and blue. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I get it. Now, um, I I don't want to stop without talking about the bird watching. I know we have such a huge audience of birders and they have their life list. And like, when you do see birds, like right now, I I saw a bird that, um, an indigo bunting, which is a huge deal for me. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, and it's right there. And do you think as soon as I pull my camera out, it told me where to go. It (laughs) said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm bailing from you, but you did get a bird photo. You did, you got one. This is an interesting thing because, you know, you always think about Costa Rica and South America for birds, right? And there's all these tropical places. Hawaii's got amazing birds. Africa, right? America. Portugal, I never thought of Portugal as a birding destination. And boy, did you prove me wrong. I'm stupid. (laughs) No, you know, the Azores, I was unaware of the fact that the Azores is a huge 
you know, Mecca for birders. And uh, I'm not a birder, um, but we went on a bird watching tour with Gerby Birding, uh, the owner of the company, Gerby Michelson, uh, a Dutch man who's been a longtime resident uh, of the islands. And, uh, you know, he was very passionate. He's very passionate about nature and, and birds. But he was telling us about the Azores bullfinch, which is mm. one of Europe's rarest birds. And we heard that people come from all over just to try and see it. And we, we can't, we couldn't believe our luck. I mean, it was like beginner's luck, but, you know, he says normally he doesn't see, you know, a flock of these birds. It's like maybe you catch one that's flying somewhere, but we saw a bunch of them and they were on the bushes and in the trees. And so, you know, that was like, wow, you know, I never expected to see a bird that was, you know, so rare and so desirable in terms of on birders lists. This sounds like a cool place to go. And I want to go on the birding trip. I want to go do that because I mean, I was reading the bird list. I mean, Rosie, it turns, I want to see that. I I mean, these are, they have their own wood pigeons. I mean, this is so cool. And the Sal Miguel Goldcrest. I mean, come on, everyone, you've got birds. (laughs) These are your lifers, over 400 species. Yeah, and then you can quite, have pineapple liqueur after you've gone for a birding <laughs> hike. You can have pineapple liqueur, all this amazing food. So everyone, azoreschoice.com is the website to go to plan your adventure. Um, also, keep up with Debbie's stories. Uh, we've got them linked in the show notes. Also up on blendradioandtv.com. Go to just type in Azores, you'll find it. Or Debbie Stone, you'll find it. So thank you so much, Debbie. It is always fun. Debbie is here every fourth Tuesday. Uh, next month, we're going to Memphis, right? We're going to talk about the blues. We like it. Absolutely. Switching gears. Awesome. And barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. Bye, Monday. All right. Thank Happy you. Happy travels. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.